to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Remarkable Entrepreneur podcast. I am joined by someone incredibly special. Uh, She is actually a client of ours and just has an amazing, dare I say, a remarkable story to share. Um, This is Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi. It's so, so good to have you on. Um, Such an honor. So can you please start us off with telling us a little bit about you, what you do, what you sell, who you serve? So my name is Michelle and I am the owner of an online women's clothing boutique. My target audience is mothers. And the reason that I went into this business was because I am a mother of three children. I am also a mental health professional and I saw a community of women who were underserved, um, especially in the retail industry. So I thought I would bring a brand that tailored to the maternal body. So that kind of 10 years of childbearing where your your body shape, your body size is fluctuating, looking for clothes that you can chase your toddlers in, um, clothes that are, are fashionable, but also like soft materials. So you can cuddle the crying two-year-old at the library group <laughs> without scratching their face on your, your expensive blouse. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my, my uh, reason for going into business. Yeah. And it's so awesome because like the best thing about um, what you do and how you do it is because you, you so deeply know your audience because you are them as well right um and yes. so but, but it's so neat and I love it um but that's not where, obviously where you started because um and by the way everyone listening to this like Michelle has had a phenomenal 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 journey in the last 12 months um more than that longer than that but definitely last 12 months with this business um because she has like surpassed her sales goals she's probably surpassed a lot of the goals actually that you've had in your business yeah. right um and it wasn't easy it probably it I dare I say, like, it was probably, I'm just going to make the assumption that for you, that it was definitely not easy, especially given some of the past things that you've probably had to deal with and that you probably still carry with you. Um, and that's kind of what I want to delve into today, if that's okay with you. Yeah. <laughs> because we are all, um, and I hope that everyone like hears this with this, this podcast, is that the reason why it's so important is we are all remarkable. And the reason why we're all remarkable is because we've had to overcome, you know, at all different levels, things in our lives that um, haven't, we've not let hold us back. I think that's the remarkable thing. And you've had to overcome something that I wish that you didn't have to um, and I wish that no one else would have to um, but I would love you know for everyone else out there who may have been in a similar situation or at least can empathize or, or know how it feels to be in a situation situation like yours if you wouldn't mind just describing what that what that was for you 
Oh, for sure. So I like to think, and I believe firmly actually, that we are more than the sum of our personal experiences. That being said, I definitely have a lengthy history of personal experiences. So um, growing up, I lived in a a very small town in a, a small community, and I managed to still find my way into a bit of a a dilemma that led me to leave my community and I opted to attend a all-girls Catholic boarding school. So I lived in a convent with nuns and uniforms and it was a wonderful experience. Um, But upon completing that, I I returned to my high school and, and met a boy and we dated through university and I married him. And unfortunately, that relationship didn't last. Um, life isn't always easy. And unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond our control and um, some substance use issues, I had to make the difficult decision to leave this relationship. And so coming off of that, I relocated to a new city. I was starting my new nursing career and I, I was feeling really down. I was feeling very like inadequate. Like I, I had failed at this marriage and you know, what was I thinking? Did I make the wrong choice? Maybe I selected the wrong person. So I made the decision to pick a new boyfriend who was the exact opposite of the man that I had married. And unfortunately, he turned out to not be an incredibly kind person either. Uh, We entered into parenthood rather quickly, um, and that relationship did not last either. So here I find myself the single mother of a 10-day-old child living three hours away from all of my family. And talk about feeling inadequate or unworthy if I had felt that way in high school, if I felt that way after my marriage ended, I definitely felt that way as a a single mother of a less than two week old child. So fast forward, (laughs) fast forward about 10 years, uh, a lot happened in that time, but I had been co-parenting with this person who was very, very unkind. And it was a very challenging time. Um, But the result of that was that I had really like, closed myself off to the outside world. I closed myself off on social media. My accounts were very private. What I chose to share with the public world was very limited. Um, But that also translated into like my personal life. I had a very small circle and I, I felt very, I think, insecure in stepping outside of those familiar relationships. And I remember sitting in, so now I've relocated back to the town that I grew up in, which is like 1400 people. And I'm, I'm parenting a daughter and I'm thinking, how do I set the example for her? I don't want her to repeat some of the missteps that I have encountered, but also I want to set the example of how to be a confident, competent woman who can go out and take the world by storm. And so after much reflection, I decided that I would need to push the boundaries of my own comfort zone. And so I made a bit of a plan to approach it from a very, um, very small step, but graduated process. And so that looked like engaging the grocery store clerk in a casual conversation, which was uncomfortable. And then it was 
signing up for a class with someone I didn't know, but it required us to carpool. So then we would interact. And eventually I felt more and more confident. And when I was remarried and became a mother for a second time, I wanted to have a community of moms because I I didn't have that the first time. And I had always chalked that up to being a single mom. My career had taught me that, no, in fact, a lot of other moms feel isolated and um, alone. And so as I became a mother for a second time, I was like, I'm going to build my community. And I am a shy person by nature, but I've practiced. I've talked to the grocery store clerk (laughs) and I've talked to strangers and I've befriended people. And I decided I'm just going to make everyone my friend. And so I started a Facebook group and I invited all the people that I knew in the local community that had kids and kind of pushed some of those people outside of their comfort zone and, and created this little world. Fast forward. Now I'm on baby number three. Now we're going to do this like mom group 2.0. We are all going to be friends. We're going to have a great time and COVID hits. (laughs) Suddenly we couldn't get together. And I just was really racking my brain. How do I serve this same community of moms? How do I provide something of value to this same community where I can reach people in their homes and who's going to, who's going to care what I have to say, what can I offer them? And so where I live, there are actually no women's clothing stores. Wow. Period. You have to drive at least 30 minutes to a women's clothing store. And I thought, okay, well I could find clothes that like moms like, cause me and my mom friends, we have nowhere to shop and I'll start an online business and I'll just sprinkle in some mental health. I'll sprinkle in some community building. And I proposed this to my husband in bed one night and I had done like minimal research. Like I was watching TikTok videos. How do you start an online boutique? I was watching YouTube videos. How do you start a business? And I said to him, Hey, so I'm thinking, (laughs) just hear me out. I'm, and it's like 1030 at night, we're laying in bed, scrolling our phones, both watching our little like 10 minutes of TikTok. And I was like, Hey, I'm thinking about like opening up a clothing store, like a boutique and like selling clothes to my friends. And he's looks at me. (laughs) He's like, like, you're going to design clothes. I'm not the most artistic person. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to design clothes. I'm just going to buy them wholesale and resell them to my friends on the internet. And he's like, doesn't even look up. He's like, oh, good. I was like, oh, oh, good. (laughs) Like, I'm not the most creative person, but like, maybe I, maybe I do want to design clothes now. Like, anyways, I took that as a challenge. Oh, good. And so six weeks later, I am fully licensed. I'm importing clothes from other countries. I've set up all of my business tax numbers, my website, and we just hit the ground running. Wow. What I love about you and every, almost everything throughout your story is like the common thread is you have this knack of putting your mind to something and then just doing it. Like you actually don't let yourself get in your own way. Do you know where that might've come from or where you had to learn that lesson in, in particular? Was Like, was there a moment that you were like, you found yourself not doing things and therefore not get, you know, 
and I say result, not I don't mean financial result, but like, you know, a result that you want in life, you know, whether that was a relationship or whether that was love or whatever that was. And, and you kind of learn from that. Like, do you, does, does something, anything come to mind? Everything, <laughs> everything I've ever done in life, whether it was skating lessons as a kid or it was going to boarding school, I quit two thirds of the way through yeah. every, every sporting activity, everything I did in my life, I quit. And then when I got married and that relationship ended, I felt like I had quit. And when I became a single parent, I felt like I had quit. Like I was somehow inadequate and unable to see things through to the end. And wow. so after becoming a single parent, I should back up. My professional career is actually pediatric trauma nursing. So I was working as a nurse for a number of years, became a mother. And after this relationship breakdown and then the like decade of co-parenting with a, a very unhealthy person, I entered into therapy and I did about six years of intensive mental health therapy as a client. And that experience led me to the practice of mental health therapy. So years later, when there was an opportunity for me to shift careers from emergency nursing to mental health therapy, I made that transition. And it was quite surprising to a lot of people who didn't understand why that would be of interest to me, but I had had such a positive experience. And the, the therapist that I had worked with for a number of years really helped guide me to setting small goals and you know, using behavioral activation techniques where you just incrementally step yourself forward in whatever goal you're looking to achieve. And so I had put that into practice by, by way of like socializing with strangers. So I don't like talking to strangers. So I talked to the grocery store clerk because they're pretty non-threatening. And if they don't like me, I don't care. And, um, you just practice and then you, you put yourself out there a little bit at a time. And that has been, um, yeah, years of therapy put into practice. And even with this business, I I try to take the same approach where I might not know how to set up a website or I might not know anything about marketing, which I don't, but I'm going to find someone that can guide me and I'm going to set these small goals and I'm just going to keep moving forward. They don't have to be big steps, but you're just going to keep moving forward. That's amazing. Um, and so can you describe, because I'm sure that, you know, obviously, I, I um, obviously having your, your, child, your first child is like a huge life-changing moment for you, but there you are, single mom, um, you've just, I don't know if it was like a series of events or if it was like one big event where you decided that, you know, that your partner was just not <laughs> in the right frame of mind, let's just say, to, you know, be parenting with you. Like, how did that feel? And can you can you describe almost, and, and the reason why I want to go into this is because it's these, like, it's these moments, I think, that actually make us, you know, and we, and, it, and we are, I, I fundamentally believe that we are made up of our decisions and our choices. And in that moment, you made decisions, you made choices that ultimately was going to be definitely for the, for, you know, the better of, um, to make you, you and your daughter's lives better. But like, it would have, it was hard, right? Can you just describe that? Like, most- well, I didn't, I didn't actually make that choice. He did. Right. Okay. And so wow. I, 
I was aware that I was in a relationship with somebody that wasn't healthy, but I was committed to it because I had had this previous marriage that didn't work out. And my like deep core belief that I was inadequate and unworthy kept me in this relationship. And when our daughter was 10 days old, he ended the relationship and he left. So that just reinforced those beliefs to me that I was inadequate and I I wasn't worth sticking around for. Now our child wasn't worth sticking around for. And that was the the time probably within, I think about six weeks that I connected with some mental health services um, just because I knew that I would need some ongoing support now being a new mom living far away from my physical support system um, and trying to co-parent with someone in an unhealthy relationship. Um, And so it was through those years of working with a therapist who was also a recently new parent. And so there was a lot that we could relate to one another. Mm. Um, And I just didn't want my life to follow that same path because I felt like all of the events could be weaved back into this, this negative core belief that, um, that this was somehow like a, a reflection of my inadequacies. And I think becoming a parent made me realize that this isn't something that I wanted for my child. Therefore it would require me to make some changes in order for her life to be different. Yeah. And do you ever get, do you ever like get, get rid of that? Like the, the feeling that you're not worth it or the feeling that you are inadequate, like do you, I don't think that every, I, I don't think that I've entirely separated myself from that belief, um, particularly because I continue to co-parent with this person. And because I have chosen to do this in a public online forum, it requires me to uh, have a public identity and it requires me to disclose things about myself. My, my business and my brand is about promoting maternal confidence and helping moms reclaim their identity. So in order to share that information, I choose to share my journey and my experience. And sometimes that's very uncomfortable for me, especially when you feel like someone's watching from, from the background and I, I know that that's a, a common concern for other people on social media, whether they're influencers or business owners, that you can have these like anonymous, faceless trolls. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that. I have, I have a real person that really <laughs> <troll>. does, <laughs> does troll me in real life. And like it, it impacts my child because comments get directed through my child about your business must be X, Y, Z, if this is what I'm seeing on social media. And so my initial response, I think, like most people, is that visceral, like gutted feeling of, oh, you know, I feel I feel a little bit violated. I feel like my privacy is violated. I feel like somebody is trying to hurt me. But ultimately, um, I've learned to be patient. And so that includes being patient with my emotions and simply letting them kind of ebb and flow. And if you, you feel unhappy or 
frustrated with something, letting that sit for a period of time. And then I am very much about worrying how, not worrying why. And this is something I discuss with clients. So if you have something, a problem that you're, you're stressed about or a problem that you're looking to resolve, it doesn't, or a problem in general, it doesn't help to sit down and worry like, why is this happening to me? Why does this always happen? What is wrong with me? You need to frame it in a constructive manner about how can I affect change? How can I impact this? How can I do something differently? And so that's the approach that, again, I, I've tried to exercise in my own life. It's not hard or sorry, it's not easy. It's not easy when you, you hear or read something that someone writes or some, I, even the like young children on social media, I posted a reel on Instagram and someone got on right away and was like, okay, boomer. I was like, listen, (laughs) my parents aren't even boomers. Like, okay, boomer. But I like was upset about it for five minutes. And then I was like, the algorithm likes engagement. I'll leave it up. Yes. <laughs> Engage right back, right? <laughs> you're, you're helping me. <laughs> I'm going to frame, reframe this. <laughs> I love that. And I want to, um, I want to tell that a really quick story of something that actually probably happened recently because we, um, we did a live together and when we were coming up with the title of it, um, I, I wanted you to actually talk. And so, okay. So for, for context, for everyone listening, I sent to uh, Michelle three kind of options for what we could title this live. And because I wanted her to talk about her past and these, you know, uh, things that she's had to deal with. And so I named, you know, I think there were very variations of basically how Michelle surpassed her 2021 goals um, with either invisible traumas or invisible burdens um, or despite invisible traumas, you know, variations of those. And can you, can you actually describe like your actual reaction to seeing? Well, so I was at a, like an expo event. And so I opened my phone and I read these proposed titles and I was just taken aback, not because there's anything wrong with the titles, but because I was surprised by how my initial physical response was to cringe. And each of the titles talked about a trauma, talked about a burden. And while those things were true, and I am definitely open in disclosing those with people, particularly in person, it felt very uncomfortable to see that reflected back because I've done so much work, I think, in my life to try and separate what I've been through and what I've achieved. And I, there was some connection that I was making that I'm somehow giving credit to the person or people who have caused me harm or discomfort in life. If I mention them in a, an event or a, a discussion where we're really trying to focus on success and scaling. And I didn't want to give undue credit to people who have hurt me. And so I, I open my phone, I read these titles. I'm at this expo event. My, my business colleague, my friend who is helping me is standing right there and kind of looks at me like, what, what are you doing? Like, what's wrong? And so I read this back to her. She's like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, I also don't know how I feel about that. So 
we were in the middle of like a big event. So there was nothing to be done about it. Close the phone and get back to business. Um, we went out for drinks after and again, kind of chatted about it. And I was like, I'm not really sure what else I would propose for a title. Like, it's not that it's inaccurate. She's like, yeah, you should just like think about that for a night. And so by the next morning, I, I had come to the conclusion that it, it was an accurate title. All of the titles were accurate and it wasn't a slight to me to make mention of these events the same way. Like it's just more of an observation. This is how it appears from the outside looking in. And I, I stress to people that there are very few barriers that you cannot overcome, whether it's in business or in life. And I, again, often rely on my, my personal examples um, to help relate that to people and their experience. But to see it reflected back like that in like a public forum was just, it was really gut-wrenching. And I did not, I didn't expect that. Wow. I mean, I, I should probably apologize for putting you through that. <laughs> but no, no. And, and I didn't, that was part of the other thing is I didn't want to put you in a position of feeling like you had done something wrong because you are the most objective observer in this situation and have no vested interest in like either party really. I mean, like this is just what it looks like from the outside. Yeah. And isn't that interesting? Uh, that's kind of why I wanted to, to raise this because um, that, that reaction in itself, like, and almost observing yourself reacting like that is such an interesting, because we, and this, this is important because, at, you know, we've, Michelle has, is just phenomenal, right? Like she has like sales wise, results wise, action wise, like she is just a superstar, but like still, still, even with those successes and even banking those wins and with all of this external probably also internal validation like all those things you still in that moment something still triggered in you that (laughs) (laughs) like isn't that fascinating and so and that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up to um obviously to make you super uncomfortable Michelle I (laughs) no but um no I, I like I did want to bring it up because I think so many times we beat ourselves up so much for even one uh, for being even slightly triggered by something, um, mm-hmm. right? Because we're like, yeah, we've done all the work, we've done, you know, I'm I'm now this this person, I'm this better version, I'm this new and improved me, and yet we can descend straight back into us ten years ago, five, like whenever that was, so quick. Yes. <laughs> and then if we choose to let it break us or stop us, then it will. But in yeah. that moment. You didn't, right? So can you talk us through, like, what did you, um, how did you kind of, like, almost coach yourself through it to get out of it and be like, no, 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 this isn't, you know, this is because of my reaction. This is why I'm reacting like this and this is therefore what I need to do. Well, honestly, I thought back to the, I think, two weeks prior episodes in the Remarkable Entrepreneur podcast where Mm -hmm. the topic for the week was fatal friendship flaws. And so in listening to those episodes, yourself and Bona were sharing feedback with one another that was a little bit uncomfortable. And there was the the call to action for all of the listeners to also seek out 
similar feedback. And so as I'm listening to the podcast, I'm thinking, you know, these are some topics that someone could highlight back to me and say, like, this is an area for improvement, or this is some constructive feedback, but nothing that I could think of off the top of my head elicited the type of like visceral response that you and Bono were describing. And as I'm reading those titles and I am having this response, I thought, that's it. That's exactly it. And I just couldn't see it because I, in my mind, I cognitively separate church and state. This is the past of the challenges I've dealt with. This is, you know, contributes to who I am, but that is so far separated from my business where I talk about being vulnerable and feeling a lack of confidence as a mother. Oh, wait, right there. That's it. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> so again, it bit of self-reflection. And um again, I've come back to I would not have the same level of insight if I did not have the experience that I've had through mental health therapy, both as a client and as a practitioner. Yeah. So I can very much empathize with people who don't have that background having a response to some sort of feedback and not understanding or not knowing how to process it, not knowing how to turn that into something constructive. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for a lot of us, I think that's the, that is kind of the process of storytelling as well, right? Um, It's, (laughs) it it helps us through that process. And that's kind of what I wanted to segue into now, which is um, creating this human connection because, you know, we, um, like our listeners definitely believe in the power of storytelling to create a human connection. Like I have just a hundredfold connected with you again, you know, through you sharing with me, you you know, your journey. And um, so, how do you, can you talk us through for, from a business perspective? Because I know you're a big believer in that as well. Like, how do you share your stories um, and how, what has that meant for your business? So I think that sharing stories is, again, the most powerful marketing strategy. My, my social media statistics would tell you the same. If I, I pull my stats, I can tell you that the, the posts that get the highest interaction or engagement are definitely the the personal vulnerable um, stories. It's been a tough road to sometimes walk because some of the, the topics that have been included in my social media are some of the challenges with co-parenting or some of the, the challenges of feeling a lack of confidence um, in yourself as a mother and I don't think that stories need to be a a complete story in the sense that there doesn't need to be like a, this was my situation and I have now come to full resolution. I think that it is actually more effective in a lot of times to just share some of the insights you've developed on the journey, but acknowledging that like we're still on the journey together. And I think that also helps to make you relatable to your clients. So depending on if you're a product-based or service-based business, um, that also creates an opportunity for continued learning and it creates an openness to feedback. So if I share a story about this is something that I find helpful for moms who want to feel more confident in their clothes and somebody, and I say, but this is what I've learned so far. Tell me what you know. That's a great call to action. It calls for engagement from your audience. It puts you in a position to learn new things 
whether it's like tips or facts or just more specific details about your audience so you can then learn what they want to see. I love that um, because you've definitely, you know, I've, I've been talking about this for a long, long time and sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, stories, stories, but, like, but you really delved deeply and, and done a lot of the work. And as you said, it's incredibly uncomfortable. Like I have oh, to, yes. like, I, I, I find it still really uncomfortable. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's, you're right, like it's, it's actually what, you know, sharing our journey and sharing. And um, I 100% agree with you when you say you don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to be on the journey with people. Um, that's yeah. kind of what they're looking for, right? And that does actually have, funnily enough, a financial impact as in a positive ones. So. <laughs> um, so, you guys, yes, get onto storytelling. All right, so really quickly, I'd love to know where um, where is your business headed? Like where do you see yourself investing for growth over the next year? So I surpassed my sales goal for my first year of business. Um, I will definitely hit my six-figure mark in 2022 based on the, the strategies that I've learned with the Growth Boss Academy and the Remarkable Entrepreneur. Um, I have this online business and I do live pop-up events. I have no plans to ever open a brick and mortar store. I will simply scale my e-commerce business. I am looking to at least double my, my sales and my, my profits next year. Um, it's been an incredible journey. It's required though me to, bring in other people into the fold where I think when you start the, a new business, you are really looking for areas that you can cut costs and you want to do everything yourself. And while I have learned so very much, I have also built a community with people who have taught me that I don't need to do everything. And so as your business grows, there's also, um, a little bit more wiggle room to, to bring in some subcontractors. And so um, I currently have two subcontractors. I have a, a friend who's taken on some business role responsibilities, and I suspect that I will bring on at least two other contractors in the next 12 months. Awesome. That is so exciting. Um, okay. This has been so super helpful for everyone listening to this. If anyone is, is interested in seeing what you have to offer, uh, know more about you, where is the place for the best place for them to go? So I have a website. It is called bovistaboutique.com, B-E-A-U, boutique, bovista, B-E-A-U-V-I, sta boutique.com we are present on instagram at bovista boutique on facebook at bovista boutique on tiktok and pinterest at bovista boutique and for all of our listeners you can actually use an exclusive promo code it is remarkable 20 and that will get you 20 percent off any purchase of gift certificates so if you have a mom in your life especially coming up into Christmas who you would like to gift them with the opportunity to pick some clothes that are specifically tailored to moms you can just head over to bovistaboutique.com the gift certificates are in the top line title and remarkable remarkable 20 is the coupon code and you get 20% off any gift certificate of any value I'm so like I just 
my heart just like melted. I'm so proud of you, Michelle. I, I feel like you taught you so well. You just <laughs> was like, well, I did not even ask you to create an offer for our audience, but you did. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, you guys. Well, you have all of the info and we'll put them in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us. It's been oh, thank you for having me. a pleasure to speak to you. And um, yeah, for everyone else, if you have liked this um episode please rate review it uh share it with all your friends subscribe to the podcast uh get in on remarkable the remarkable 20 coupon code uh on bow vista boutique and we will see you all next time bye bye Shen here. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, djshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and...